Gracie. Yes. Hey. Something fucking crazy happened today. And we could not wait to tell you. Yeah, it was, it was fucking wild. As soon as it happened, Mitchell was like, we need to talk about this on the pod today. So it was <laughs> fucking perfect. Okay. So tell me everything. I had to go back to the mall today to return a foundation and mm-hmm. pick up a new one because I got the wrong shade, whatever. Mm-hmm. So also, which foundation are you using now? Um, The one by Mario. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's I really new. want to try those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. So... <coughs> Anyways, um, uh, so we get to Mayfair and we're pulling into like where, um, it's covered like by the, under the movie theater. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm pulling in and we're looking for a parking spot (laughs) and it's like really tight in there and it's all angled parking. So you have to go like a certain direction, obviously. So whatever, we're turning the corner to go up another aisle and there's a girl that's just like sitting there and we're like what the fuck she's literally smacked up like in the middle of the street so she first started like sitting right around the curb like where it curves to go to the next lane like she was right there and we're like what the fuck are you doing yeah and then she moves up just a little bit and well she stops. all of a sudden like punched the gas where she was it looked like she was gonna drive around oh it's like she's sitting in her car okay yeah i, I thought she was like, yes just no. like sitting in the middle <laughs> of the street like cross the leg like run me over bitch no <laughs> In her car. Okay. So she pulls up really far and we're like, what is she doing? But then all of a sudden, so I pull up behind her, right? Mm -hmm. And then we find out she's waiting for a fucking car to back out of their parking spot. And I realized in that moment that that's another pet peeve of mine because if you're going to fucking sit there and wait and you're holding up people behind you, Mm -hmm. that's a problem. Yeah. Okay. And if it's like, if it's a quick, you know, like somebody's about to get in. Yeah. But like, no, like this person in the parking spot was like sitting there for like like a good minute or two. Right. right? Definitely. Yes. So this girl like pulls up and then I pull up behind her because I'm not really sure what's happening. Yeah. But then I see the car. So then she puts her car in reverse and starts backing up and I'm right there. So I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? Did you lay on your horn? No. So I started backing up and I'm like, is there anyone behind me? Like, what if there's someone behind me? Ooh, right. There wasn't. So I start okay. backing up a little bit. Gave her plenty of enough room. Yeah. She keeps backing up and I'm just like, what the fuck? So me and Mitchell are just kind of like laughing. Like we're right. also stoned and we're just kind of like, <laughs> fuck this bitch. Yeah. And she like, we're just like, whatever. But she almost hits Carly like four times. Yes. And you could like, tell she, she was just doing it on purpose. Backing up for no reason. So like, we're obviously like irritated. Like, what the fuck are you doing, bitch? Oh, we are so annoyed. <laughs> so then the person in the parking spot finally backs up after like minutes of us just sitting there. Ugh. And I can't like, it's all one way. So yeah. I can't like turn around. Right. So finally this car backs up pulls out and okay i shouldn't have done this but i did it because i was feeling a little fucking spicy because i was annoyed i was definitely feeling a little spicy so i flipped her off (laughs) yes (laughs) i just like i like we like drove by and i just like went like that yeah absolutely well she (gasps) saw me oh fuck tell me why we we go to park we park like a row over and i look over to my right and this lady is just stomping towards us like carly that's her that's that bitch that yeah. just came out of that car and she had some choice words for she would have beat my ass if i got out of the car i had the door i locked the car immediately yeah, i was absolutely. just like on my phone my car was still running yeah she first like i thought she was gonna walk up to your window so did I. but then she walked around to mine i was like oh here we go so she comes up to my window and she's like so what was the problem so what was the fucking problem? And I, you know what I did? What'd you do? I just said, what? I can't hear you. I just kept saying, what? <laughs> what? She just kept going like, sorry, what? <laughs> I just sorry, I can't hear you, off. what? I just kept saying, what? And she's like, yeah, bitch, that's what I fucking thought. And then I, I was like, okay. <laughs> and then she came back and she was just saying like, I'm not the fucking bitch to mess with. I'm not the bitch. And she's I was like, just I'm, like, oh, I was like, oh, okay. What? Um, what? Dude. Scariest part though. So what? we sat in the car for a little bit. Cause we're like, okay. I'm not gonna f- gonna get in a fight with this fucking well, ratchet ass sh- bitch. Well, she can pull a gun. She can do anything. Who like, knows? Beat right? your ass, like whatever. So to your car. <laughs> we're sitting in the car for probably like five minutes or so. Yeah. And she, because then when she walked away, she went back to her car. It was weird. But then she like went inside. So then we're yeah. sitting there for probably like maybe five ten minutes, and then we we get out and I see her waiting for yeah, me at she, the door. 
no fucking way yes and i was like mitchell she's waiting at the door and i'm like oh. i i can't like I, there's no fucking way so mitchell's like let's go to the other entrance so yeah. we kept walking past and mitchell's like i'm gonna stand on the other side of you yeah and then um should i bring up your gun <laughs> so mitchell had her gun on her and it was Smart. actually funny because we made a joke because when we were driving to the mall she just out of nowhere mitchell goes oh yeah i have my gun so remind me i have to put it under your seat and i was like <laughs> this is like the most mitchell thing it ever is. like nobody else would ever yeah. say that so then i was like wait you have your gun she's like i'm bringing it and i was like okay fuck let's, yeah let's do it so then we whatever go in another entrance yeah and then um we were like we went to sephora and we were just like i just had like a little bit of anxiety because oh, i'm yeah, like i like, don't know what this bitch is gonna pull right so mm-hmm. we're like mitchell just kept saying i keeping an eye out for selena <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny so um <laughs> we started well then i told her i'm like one of like the gun dog is there because they like smell for Ooh. weapons and she was so then we had to go back out no wait yes. no we were okay, walking so- and i was like we were gonna go get something to eat and then carly was like what if she does something to my car and i said you know that is a very she good definitely saw us probably walk by yeah like it's a very good possibility that she could be fucking with your car because like carly kept asking me she kept going like do you really think i'm like carly she was gonna beat your ass like if she if was I given the opportunity the i said carly carly was like what if i got out of the car and didn't see her coming i said she would have blindsided the fuck out of you yeah like i almost she would have came up and just beat your I ass almost i almost rolled down my window i almost like did something like to get out but then i'm like no this bitch would totally kick my ass yeah, i'm like, not even gonna lie she probably would have punched the this window open girl was probably and, like, like 350 pounds ooh, like okay she would have probably murdered me yeah yeah absolutely. <laughs> i would have put up a good fight but i right. think she definitely would have had my ass i'm not even gonna lie yes. i, I like to think i'm tough but yeah yeah she was mad she was big mad but yeah then we saw jackie so we had to go out the entrance we came in to go um see if she was fucking with carly's car which she wasn't but we still moved it anyways and i hid my gun under the seat after that but then we saw her in the food court we (gasps) saw her in the we she didn't see us dude i had my back to her thank god cajun big easy cajun big easy no i didn't my back was to her the whole entire time because okay. she probably would have recognized me because she, oh, pro- sure. she did look over at Mitchell. Yeah. But she didn't recognize Mitchell, but yeah. she would have probably recognized me. Yeah. But I also want to know like if she would have done anything in like such a, a public, public I doubt it. But she, I, yeah. she probably would have like said some words. Mm-hmm. I don't think she would have like swung. You never know, dude. I actually just saw this video of this bar in Milwaukee. That yeah, these, I just saw that too this morning. Yo, on on TikTok, it's fucking trending. It's insane. Like it was like a, it was a full blown bar fight. Like people, like a guy was over the bar smacking this girl. Like what? Full on, like hitting her. There was yes, like there was a girl being like drug out by like two guys, and there was girls like hitting her being drug out and then this other girl Going that i me. guess came back in she was heavier set as well but like tried fighting with the bartender again and then like pans to like them outside and like she's face down like lifeless and people are kicking her i'm like yo this is fucked up where was this Portman's? i don't know where it is in milwaukee but it's it's a bar somewhere holy fuck yeah but it was like people i mean every i was like reading the comments and everyone's like like shaking my head like that's fucked up damn yeah yeah but um but yeah so she saw her in the food court yeah and that was kind of it she just kind of like walked away and then like that was it but yeah. like my i i think the worst part is that we were high oh because i was like tweaking i was like holy shit what if this girl does do something to me like the car or something like i don't even know what i would fucking do um but yeah um dude well that was my, my day my first initial like reaction i mean right when she would come up and start saying that i would just be laughing <laughs> like i wouldn't do this like this is like what i would want to do but nowadays like i i would think the same thing like i'm not gonna escalate the situation more than it already is right. but i just want to like laugh and be like middle fingers while she's screaming <laughs> i almost you. like did it again but yeah 
I don't know. That's why I just like, <laughs> I don't know what happened. I was just like, what? What yeah. did you say? Because I did see like a video of a girl doing it on TikTok and I thought it was hilarious. I was mm-hmm. like, that's such a good comeback. Yeah. But then she was like, yeah, that's what I thought, bitch. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Like, girl, I flipped you off because you were being fucking stupid. Yeah. You almost You're hit gonna me beat four my ass times. Because I flipped you off. Right. Oh my God. You act like I like hit your car and yes. drove off or something. Yes. Like, Jesus Christ. If someone flipped me off, I would have just been like, yeah. Flipped him right off and then called it a day. Dude, people, I just feel like they search for anything to yeah, like let their aggression out. She was looking out. for drama. Yes. Like, I'm not the fucking one. I'm not the fucking bitch. And I'm like, oh, okay. I guess you are then, because I chose to flip you off. Okay, then if you are, then what are you going to do? <laughs> do it then. Yeah. Like, what? Okay. Yeah, but, people. Yeah. Me and Mitchell kept talking about it and then we were driving back and we were li- listening to SZA and I was like, oh my God, what if we were in the car? Co- like, would that happen? Like, what if I just turned the music up really you loud? Should've. And then I was like, what? Yeah, literally. That would have like, been banging. Like, <laughs> that would have been even funnier. I told Carly to be like, hold on, I can't hear you. And then like go to turn and be like, sorry, what? <laughs> and just turn it up more and more. Yes. Just like go to a song that like i'm that bad bitch like <laughs> no. just or turn up like a country <laughs> no, song or something do, you gotta do i love bad bitches that's my fucking problem yeah because that's like the perfect song for that shit it's yes. just like no one would expect it but it's just like way perfect. down yonder on the chattahoochee never knew how much i'm hotter than a i was literally thinking that song as well what were you we, saying we sang the wrong parts oh. i like sang one part and you sang a different part oh yeah my day was not a little crazy but we never got uh, so yeah that was that That's was our mental. story so i think i i'm gonna roll oh what i was just gonna say yeah mine was my day was definitely different <laughs> but yes you can roll the intro and we'll talk about Reset. it anyways anyways my day my day <laughs> i did nothing roll the intro okay <laughs> All right, queens. Bursty queen, bestie, can you face this way a little bit more? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. She's like facing that way completely. I'm just... <laughs> Gracie, hello. Gracie's on microphone duty today, I, I guess. Am. Let me know how I do. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Wait, where is... We have the applause. Um, We're off over to there. a kind of a rough start. It's in the little um, white tin... Okay, well, circular. anyways, uh, welcome back to Girl, I Don't Know. Howdy. <laughs> I'm Carly. I'm Gracie. And this here's Mitch McBitch. You have a fucking diamond on your tooth, bro. Yeah, I've had it for a while. Gracie, you complimented it before. Did I? Yeah, like every time you've seen it, you're like, oh my God, do you have tooth gems? I want one. It looks bigger than, I guess. I do remember actually that I did com- compliment. <laughs> your face. You like it? <laughs> do you like it? You're you like my tooth gem? We're about to make out right now. <laughs> yeah, they're like touching noses. Um. Anyways, thanks for coming back to listen to us. Um. <laughs> this one's on time. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't Yay. depressed last week. Carly wasn't depressed. <laughs> and guys, it's only 5 p.m. It is 5 p.m. on a Sunday. It's still sunny. It's not 10 p.m. on a Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, fuck, I have to re- edit this. No, I don't, I don't want to. Edit. Period. Uh, we're trying to be proactive up in this bitch. <laughs> Anyways, um, welcome back. Um, I have some more pet peeves to read. I forgot to read some last week. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start with that. Um, today we're also gonna talk about being a child of divorce, murder, <laughs> murder of your soul, yes. the murder of your parents' love and affection, your entire fucking existence and life and every happiness you'll ever. Um. Okay, so yeah. let me start with the pet peeves. So I have some pet peeves from Gabby. Cool. And like I said before, I have another fucking pet peeve, and it's when <laughs> someone is fucking waiting for a parking spot when you can't just walk your fucking fat ass ten more fucking feet. <laughs> Not even trying to call that girl fat. Just saying, fat well, she's ass a bitch. So let me get there. <laughs> Gabby, shout out to Gab. Hey, Gabby. Love you, girl. Miss you. Okay. So 
This is a good one. She said, walking slow or being unaware of your surroundings. Yes, dude. Oh my God. Being aware of your surroundings. I can relate to you 1000%. Yeah. Being aware or not being aware? Like not not being aware of your surroundings and just like, I mean... Like it's a pet peeve for you? Yeah, it's a pet peeve. Like just like people that like like, don't realize like just what's happening around you. I mean, it's also safety. Like if you're not aware of your surroundings, like shit can go down. Yeah. Like the dumb bitch, you could have been side clocked. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Thank God Mitchell was there to say this bitch is stomping over here right now. (laughs) I literally, I said, I know that's that. I was so pissed. She saved your life. Um, she also said the text okay, like just okay. Bro, my parents, my mom and my dad do that shit. See, I, I don't, this is the thing. I don't care if my parents do it because yeah. I know my parents are that generation where yeah, like my yeah. dad always sends me K and it doesn't bother Same. me because yeah. I just know that's just him being like mm-hmm. a 60 year old man with mm-hmm. an iPhone. Well, yeah. My, like if my friends do it, then I'm kind of like, well, you know, I don't you even know. know. Like, because sometimes I'll just say like, okay, but yes. usually I say, okay. A Y, mm-hmm. yeah, and I never mean anything by it. Yeah, some people really read into it. Some people really do. I think the first time my dad caved me was like when I was younger, and I did was like, I was like oh my god, my dad caved <laughs> me. What? But I'm like, and I'll thinking about it. But I your mean, dad like, was also like, K. Yeah, but, and I'm like, my dad's a K. busy, busy guy. You look at his fucking, you know, his schedule. It honestly schedule. freaks me out. Yeah, schedule um because it's filled it's insane there's little blocks for every hour every like all these meetings and he doesn't have time to type the o okay yeah like (laughs) just gets gets his point across okay busy no like right um yeah i i I always say kk like i always do that which is like fine um don't add a third one though i was just I was like, don't add the third. <laughs> if you're going to add more, it has to be at least four. Or just keep it at two. Just do two. Just keep it at two. K, 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 no- K. Please don't. <laughs> that just freaked me out a little bit. Okay. Um, <laughs> Gabby also said rude to servers. Yeah. Yes. Unless the server is fucking rude to you first. Okay. Well, that's a different story. That's a different. Yes, okay. obviously. But I mean, like when people are just like. I hate people that blame like if their food is like messed up. Right. Like, Obviously, like their the best. waitress didn't make your food, right. or the writer didn't make your food. It's Maybe they did ring in kitchen. wrong. Yeah, but it's but also like it's if they're okay. per- if they're being like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. Like, yeah. don't take it out on them. Mm-hmm. Like we all make mistakes, and as long as you're they're proactive about it, like I'm so sorry. Let me get that fixed for you. It's people just take it to a whole nother extreme. Um, she also said not saying thank you or please after someone like helps you or you order food. Yeah, I think matters are just like a pet peeve of mine in general. Like, Like, it's just common sense, like common decency. Yeah, like, I don't know. I get that. Um, okay. I also had another one. Her name's Tessa. She messaged into the pod. I felt really bad because she messaged me like a while ago, but it was in like the requests. DMs a queen love you miss you um so i didn't see it until like last week and i was like ah so sorry (laughs) okay hers was (laughs) she said my pet peeve didn't fit in the box meaning like my little thing on instagram yeah but it's when people are like hey how are you and you're like i'm good how are you and then they totally ignore you like you didn't just ask them a question like okay i'll go fuck myself them you know who does that my dad oh bro i don't know why he does that brad at the office does that too and i'm like okay yeah he'll be like how are you and i'm like good how are you and then just doesn't say anything and then he like talks about something else and i'm like okay <laughs> i hope you're doing bad whatevs yeah i wonder if it's like some people it's like those filler words of it's like with included with the high it's not even like really like them i think so too because people will like greet people like how's it going and they then, don't give a fuck like strangers okay yeah. like i'm walking down the street or something and like if I'm walking Augie, like people will be like, how's it going? Like, am I supposed to say like, good, how are you? Yeah. Or do I just say like, hi, you know, like, are you being, are you like sup. asking me or are you just saying hi? Right. Like, how's it going? You're like, sup. I feel like I, I do like a quick, like, oh, I'm good. Like, good. How are you? And then, I mean, then it's kind of pass and it's like, all right. But sometimes yeah. I'm like, sometimes I say I'm just hi like, and, hey, right. like, I just, 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's kind of awkward. Yeah. I never know. Western hospitality in us. Why would a stranger that I have never fucking seen ask me, how's it going? Like genuinely. Yeah. <laughs> they said, I'm really interested in what you got going on. Yeah, you and Augie, I, so. I see you and Augie every day. I feel like we're friends. I don't know your name, but how are you? <laughs> <laughs> how is going, it man? going? I have vibes that you're not doing well. Are you doing okay? <laughs> like, well, man, now that you say that, I'm so glad you're bawling. You're like, today sucked. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, and on that note, I'm gonna go home. I was almost beat up by this dumb bitch. <laughs> oh, I was high, didn't know where I was. Uh, Scary. <laughs> Me and Atlanta trying to get our over. <laughs> that was, she's like, "Do I become a stripper for the evening so I can just have a place to yeah. stay?" Do I go across the street to the pink pony and show my butthole? <laughs> I am the pink pony you've been waiting for. (laughs) (laughs) That song. I am, if you're horny, let's do it. Ride it, my pony, my saddle. (laughs) Waiting. I'm just picturing like Mitchell walking like slow-mo montage into the strip club. She needs some smoke behind her. She like throws her suitcase. Yes. (laughs) Takes her hoodie off. Yes. (laughs) Like smoke, literally. <laughs> like this, like that part of the song. I don't know. Play it. No, not that part. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But just like the very beginning, like before he starts singing, like just yeah, rewind it to the beginning. Yeah, doofus. So we can then. There's another magic mic coming out. I want to see it so bad. <laughs> we should go see Dude, it. Dude, I'm so down. Absolutely. Channing Tatum. Woo. honestly those movies make me gay because like i hate men like that dude like why show me i'm like five feet away from you gingerbread man filter he's sitting on the table shaking his ass but if i turn it this way he's on the table you can't see him (laughs) (laughs) look at this (laughs) look at this motherfucker my gumdrop buttons No, this is so stupid. Okay, we need to post this to the podcast (laughs) story. (laughs) Then you guys will understand what we're watching right now. Oh my god, Mitchell, can you make him go outside? (laughs) Like through the window? Yes. You should either do it on your car and then do it on the snow somewhere in our front yard. Okay, we're going to take a little break and try to figure this out. Please hold. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's what gay means. Oh, Um, liking women. We were just confirming. We were just confirming like what I left off on talking about because I stopped recording and Gracie's like, yeah, you just left off on how those movies make you gay. And Mitchell's like, I'm pretty sure she said gag. And then you said gag. Gracie was like, no, I'm pretty sure she said gay. And I was like, yeah, gay. And then Mitchell's like, (laughs) Mitchell's like, oh, like liking women. I was like, yeah, that's what gay means. (laughs) The shade. Yeah. Anyways, I really thought she said gag because I mean, I didn't. Okay. Um, okay, so Carly's still feeling a little spicy. We're gonna um really put the mood down here. Yeah. <laughs> so all three of us are victims of divorce. Victims. <laughs> victims of We're survivors and warriors <laughs> over here. I'm a we survivor. Are. <laughs> I'm not gonna give up. <laughs> I forgot the rest. <laughs> Me too, but that was sounded so good. Um, yeah, so we're all, um, but we all have very different experiences Mm -hmm. and I've realized that like, there's a ton of people that also have divorced parents and I always thought that I was going to be the one that was never going to have that. And it really just kind of blindsides you. Um, but so out of the three of us, Mitchell was actually the first one to, um, her parents to get divorced. She, like I said, we all had different experiences. We were all different ages. Um, so Mitch, take it away. All right. Tell us your trauma. <laughs> My parents' divorce story. Okay, so <laughs> a- according to CCAP, oh sorry. No, see, I was saying, oh, how old were you, and <laughs> how did it affect you emotionally? What was the worst part? Yes. <laughs> Tell us everything. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, um, according to CCAP, my parents got divorced. They filed for their divorce in 2010. I only had to look it up because I really don't don't actually remember. So we're well, going you're with, so young, you right? Know? So I I I mean I don't even remember like what year. I literally have to like calculate it. Carly was just counting like an hour ago, like twenty two. Yeah, I was like, how old was 23. I? Don't even know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know. It's <laughs> yeah, like it's just like repressed. But um, I remember the day my parents told us that they were splitting up. Um, I used to be in four H. Um, I'm, I hope everybody knows what that is, but if not, I don't really know how to explain it. So Google it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't got time for that. Um, yeah, we don't have time for that. Um, so I was in 4-H and I was in the dog project when I was younger and I showed did agility with my dog Fritz. He was our boxer. He was the bestest boy ever and I love him and I miss him. But, uh, I was at an agility competition with one of my best friends at the time, Jessica, shout out Jess, um, her and her mom were there and then afterwards we were i was supposed to go to their house and we were gonna go swimming and sleep over whatever mm-hmm. what 11 year old <laughs> girls that are best friends do right so um my mom tells me at the at the dog show that she has to like talk to me and my sister when we get home now me being a naive 11 year old thought we were getting a pool <laughs> Dude, you got fucking blindsided yeah, for you're sure. You're actually getting drowned. <laughs> oh my yeah, I really God. thought we were getting a pool. I really thought that like the years Fuck. of me and Alex asking for one, we were getting a pool. So it turns out we were not getting a pool. We were getting divorced. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, so my mom went to stay at my grandparents' house in New Berlin. And that, I think, was probably the hardest part, being... Mm-hmm. 11 you know and growing up with divorced parents spending my parents had split custody so it was one week with my mom Mm -hmm. one week with my dad just having to pack your shit up every week yeah that's that's really hard travel back and forth especially because you're you're like at that age where like you still rely on your parents to like do everything buy you those things like you don't have a job where you can just like have shampoo and conditioner at each house right your parents have to remember to do that and like I can totally see why that was super Asking hard. Asking my dad for tampons was the worst. Oh, I believe yeah, it. Yeah. Well, and I just think like, I mean, granted, if you forgot something, I guess you could go to the other house, but it's just like collecting all your things that you think you need and also just juggling where, I mean, you probably lost a bunch of shit and didn't know where you put stuff or yeah, I mean, yeah. It's stressful, especially for 10 that you would have been in sixth grade, right? Yeah. Sixth or seventh? Yeah. No, like, like sixth. Sixth. Yeah, I think sixth. Yeah, it was I think it was the summer like after fifth grade, like going oh, into yeah. sixth grade, I think. Um, because my parents were divorced by the time like I knew Carly. Yeah, so. I've only known you with divorced parents. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Hashtag sad. I don't even really remember what it was like when my parents were married. Like, yeah. I always remember having two Christmases and two birthdays because <laughs> they can't go together on Halle. gifts no more. Like I think that was the best part about my parents' divorce. Yeah, but the worst part was poor Alex. Alex took it the worst. Yeah, really? we won't we won't go into detail about that. No, it's of course not. But Alex definitely took it the worst. But it was just it was hard when your parents like talk shit about each other and you're so young. Yeah, and like my dad desperately wanted like my mom to come back he would always tell us like ask you tell your mom she can come home whenever she wants like that's really hard it was really hard and then my mom i had this new boyfriend and he was like kind of a dick like nobody really liked him yeah but i don't know now my mom is remarried and like life just seems normal now like having married parents and like people whose parents are still together i'm just like damn like it just like I could never it is imagine my parents being like I could never imagine having married married parents because mm-hmm. I don't even remember what it was like. It's a different world. It's a different. It's like dynamic. a different life. Yeah, it's a different life. That it's also like it's yeah it's weird that you you can't imagine that because this is where your life's at now, but it like makes you sad. But you also it's like not a reality where you can actually like. You can't even really think of what your life would be right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I honestly, my especially life for you because be it's been so long. My life would be so like I often think about what it would be like if my parents were still married. 
Mm-hmm. Like, where would they have stayed at the house in Burlington? Would they still live there? Where would they live now? What would things be like, you know? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, after that conversation that my mom and dad had with us, um, I still went to Jessica's house and went swimming. Um, there is... <laughs> there still got a pool. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah, Jessica's family pool. had a pool, and we always swam in that bitch. That was, like, the best. Like, we would play with the dogs, and then we would go swimming or play with the horses. <laughs> um yeah i don't know i mean yeah it just like it's just the, your life now like the pro the, the part about that you had brought up about like losing like friends and stuff i mean mm-hmm. i don't i don't think i really that that was a big factor in my experience with it you were so young right like my my friends didn't know what was happening either <laughs> yeah all right mitchell thank you so much for your time <laughs> it was so great having you on thank you so much for you sharing have, you have to join us again okay you're so brave. you might ask gracie <laughs> You're so brave. Hello, both of you are guests. Excuse me. Stay in your lane. Ouch. Anyways, all right. On to the next victim. Oh, God. Hi. Hi. Um, <laughs> <laughs> How's it going? You know, we're okay. Um, yeah, I mean, if you guys didn't know, it's Gracie. What's up? <laughs> I don't think anyone knew. No. <laughs> Just to make sure. This is really a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. My parents divorced when I was 18. I graduated from high school, had that last summer at my childhood home, and then um, went off to college. Uh, came back, thought everything was fine, and I had to go to my dad's company's christmas party and my mom came home you know she was in our scrubs and we had to leave pretty soon and she i told her i was just like you need to shower like you need to put your makeup on like we have to leave in 30 minutes and she's like i'm not going i'm like well why the hell not like everyone's expecting you to be there and that's when she dropped the bomb that my dad asked her for a divorce and i thought she was kidding but she's good one, mom. Like, <laughs> like you know, it's just the good yeah, one. right. Good one. You made me laugh. It's so funny. No. Yeah, so, anyways, are you gonna get ready? <laughs> but like, you know, for my experience, my I feel like ev- a lot of people can attest to this. So many people in my life were shocked, including my mom. <laughs> but you know, my parents were always very affectionate, very lovey-dovey to the point where we would groan and be like, ew, get a room. And then they would just be extra about it. So yeah, my parents occasionally fought, but it was never something where it was like, okay, they're going to split up. Like I, that never crossed my brain. So hearing that, it just like, didn't, I, I was like, this is coming out of left field, but you know, yeah, obviously it was real. (laughs) And, um, I called a friend of mine at the time and cried my, eyes out and yeah i mean now seven years later it's it's still hard i mean there i could talk about everything Mm -hmm. that has happened in the last seven years but that's gonna take hours but um (laughs) yeah i mean pros and cons i mean it's made me a stronger person to a lot of situations it's made me more empathetic and understanding and i think that's like you know, I know you have your story to, yet to tell Carly, but mm-hmm. I think that's we have very we, similar. We have very similar roles yes. in our parents' divorce. And Absolutely. that's something that we've always, you know, talked about and, and related. And I related think that's to. where we've like really connected to where it's like <laughs> we felt like, you know, soul no. bounded, you know, like right. where it's just like s- the similar things where I could help you through it. Yeah. And like relate because it is hard when you go through traumatic <laughs> events and nobody's been through the same thing so mm-hmm. people come at it with a very positive light which is great but but it like fucking sucks it dude. sucks and it's like i am soul crippling cr- like i'm on the floor right now and i yeah. feel completely broken and when somebody says these nice things these uplifting things like thanks but no thanks right now because yeah. i I want to scream. I want like, this like is I not want the you life. to tell me that like, yeah, it fucking sucks yeah. and it's probably not going to get better for yeah. a while. And like, just hold me. I'd like, rather have it. someone just be fucking honest yeah, instead of is. like, 
being like, it's okay. It's mm-hmm. going to be okay. Yeah. And then anyways. <laughs> yeah, right. You know. So, yeah, speaking about roles, um, I think it was extremely traumatic for me because, you know, my dad was the one who asked for a divorce and my mom obviously didn't want it. And I watched my mom beg my dad basically on her hands and knees. And I have always been a very empathetic person and I've always wanted to help people and help fix, you know, and just make them feel better. Mm -hmm. So I, I felt like I was put in the role of being my mother's caretaker, but I also put myself in that role, if that makes sense. Yeah, like I wanted to be there, but I was also the only one that was really there. That's what, yeah, it's really fucked up. Yeah, and it's really frustrating. And if you you guys don't know, I have four siblings. I love all of them. Hey guys, what's (laughs) up? Love you all so much. You're my besties as well. But at the time... You know, I was the only, um, I was the only kid that was there for my mom. I mean, I did live with her. Um, so it was kind of, you know, by default, I guess. But, um, you know, my mom's mental health took a huge toll and I felt like I was the one who was patching her up. I was the one who was taking cement and, you know, feeling in the cracks, but there was all these little things besides the divorce um, that kept chipping away at her. And I was the one who was patching. So it made me so frustrated when my family were the ones that were also a culprit of like causing the pain, causing her pain. And then you were like putting the band-aids on. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, I was also going through it because my whole life came crashing down and you know, you have this life growing up and for Mitchell, you know, it was you, this would happen at a young age, but growing up with this, I like to call fake life because you had this future planned of where you have come from and like, what's the next step and where you see your life. Mm -hmm. And it all halts and everything's unknown and you don't, you have to rebuild everything. You have to be rebuild your, yourself, your relationships with your family, with even like friends or just your like mental health. Like it's fucking insane. And all of the different traditions and dynamics in your family, it's all different. And so mm-hmm you know, trying to start my life in college and my career and what I want to do. And I'm still, you know, figuring things out from and to have my solid core foundation of family completely shatter. I felt at ground zero again. And um, you just like have a new a new normal, a new normal. But I'm still figuring out my new normal. You know, still things don't feel normal, but we are working towards creating that foundation Mm -hmm. again and i mean i can say now like like as of today um i mean my relationship with my dad has never been better than it's ever been yeah with my mom um and i think like it's weird when that happens yeah it's weird i think just Mm -hmm. like it just it happens like it's weird it's just Mm -hmm. like you have that one conversation where you walk away feeling so good and and you can see the potential and the hope of having a more normal life. Mm -hmm. And then it just kind of becomes like more occurring, you know, those conversations where that's just, that's what it is. Um, Yeah. I mean, it took a long time and it's obviously still not perfect. There's still a bunch of fucked up shit from the divorce. And, you know, I think about like, future stuff of future weddings yeah and yeah I you mean, know it's, it's yeah. weird it is weird um <clears throat> but i mean i could really talk about so many things i, I feel like i'm biting my tongue because i don't want to like go on a rant <laughs> because yeah we don't honestly have, the we last don't seven the years have been absolutely <laughs> fucked up and you can attest to that but yeah yeah 
So I'll hand it off to you. I think, I mean, closing my story out, it really has made me a stronger person. I feel like I've been able to connect with other people that have gone through similar situations. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird though. Yeah. Sorry to be the yaw. That was rude. <laughs> yeah, like, damn, am I boring? <laughs> yeah, anyway. That was fucking boring. Glad that's over. <clears throat> no, I... Just kidding, Gracie. Kind of like we said before, like Gracie and I, I mean, we were obviously like, you know, friends before the divorces and everything. Um, But yours happened and then mine happened. Yeah, literally like and within a couple years. It was, yeah, so I was, I'm still trying to figure out how old I was. They, my parents separated in like 2017 at the end. Or no. Ah, fuck. No, it was like. See, kept it. It was like 20. 17 or 2018 was it 2018 and then i just think of me moving to milwaukee because i moved to milwaukee like when it was kind of all happening Mm -hmm. and then i oh yeah it happened in like 2018 they separated and then my dad moved out that year like Mm -hmm. that summer yeah and then the divorce finalized in like 2019 yeah and so I don't know. I was like 22. I think you were 22. 22. I think you just turned 22. Yeah. Because. I turned 22. Yeah. When we were living in. The apartment. The apartment. Because I just. I, <laughs> I'm i just thinking of the Taylor Swift song. I feel like every, when everyone turns 22, you're always blasting 22. And I yeah. just remember that was the year of like everything came crashing down for you. and Yeah. <laughs> My. Yeah. So. My situation's a little bit different. Um, I didn't get like sat down and told that my parents were getting divorced. It wasn't really out of the blue. I was actually involved in like the entire thing. Yep. And I think that's what was like the hardest part because, you know, I look at it like I always told my parents like when it was happening, I'm like, I wish you guys got divorced when I was a kid because I feel like when you're an adult, you like fully grasp everything that's happening. Like you fully comprehend like what it means Mm -hmm. and like what each person is doing. Mm -hmm. And I think that was the hardest part. Yeah. And I want to say too, because I think there's a lot of people like, you know, with, I've looked up, you know, some articles and stuff. Um, One that I want to read in particular, but I think people are like, oh, well, you are aware. So adults should be able to get over it. They understand. Mm, But it's like, I don't know. I think I can see it in the sense of where like if your parents are like have never gotten along, you know, it's like it's it's right in front of your eyes and you're kind of just like like this is going to happen. But when it's blindsiding as an adult. Yeah. You feel like your entire life has been fake. It's just like also the when you're an adult and like like actually knowing what they're doing, but then going through your whole life thinking that like your parents are perfect for each other, right? And they were like, "You want to be like them when you get married, right?" And then all of a sudden, like, what the fuck? When did this happen? Yeah, love becomes a unicorn. Like when? Great, but it's fake. Yes, like Like, when did everything get so like? (laughs) Yeah, like what happened, you know, like, you know, and I don't, you know, my parents never really fought, like I never saw them fight, they, and some people say like, well, that could be like a good thing or a bad thing, and it's true, but I just had a good childhood, my parents were very supportive Mm -hmm. of both me and my brother, and when it, I just, I even said this today to Mitchell, I was like, I remember when everything happened and it was super, super fresh. And I remember sitting there in my bed thinking that my life was going to change forever. Yep, absolutely. And you can't even grasp it. And it's so it was it. I felt like I was like in a movie and I don't know, like some people. It's so funny, too, because like other people that like when their parents got divorced, they were just kind of like whatever about it. Yeah. And so sometimes I always felt like for being so dramatic about my parents getting divorced and how it affected me. But like my family was like my world, Mm -hmm. like it was like the four of us. And you know, that family unit was broken. Mm -hmm. And wouldn't think about all the variables, like your childhood home, like another. Well, right. It's just happened to that. Yeah. I was just thinking about, 
like everything. But so my brother and I, um, it was hard because my brother was living in Chicago when everything was happening and it was really, really hard for him. And I'm not really going to speak on his behalf, but I, I just like know it was and it still is Mm -hmm. for both of us. But I always said this too. I always felt like, I mean, nowadays, like right now, I, it doesn't really affect my daily life because like, I'm so used to this new normal Mm -hmm. and kind of like you said, like you just be, you became, become so close with each of your parent. And I think Mm -hmm. the reason is, is because I separated that my parents were my parents and I looked at them as human beings and how they grew up just like me and Mm -hmm. they've never done this before. Right. And you look at your parent like they have done this before right. or something for some reason. But they're like this end all be all. Right. But everything. they're not like yeah. they're us. And so you just put yourself in that position and you just see mm-hmm. two hurting human beings yeah. that, you know, they tried. My, mm-hmm. my They tried. I remember like that's why it took so long for the divorce to happen, mm-hmm. you know, because it they were trying mm-hmm. for a little bit. And. I give them all the credit in the world because they wanted to try because of me and Colin. And, but I didn't want that because I'm like, you guys need to do what's best for you. Like if you guys are not happy anymore, then something needs to happen because I want them to be happy. Right. I have enough like love for both of you to be like, no, Mm -hmm. like you guys need to just be on your own. And now when I do look at my parents, I can't see them together. Yeah. Because I look at them as mm-hmm. two completely different people. And, you know, my mom has a boyfriend and I love him. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think about that. Like I think about how like. We love you, Mark, by the way. <laughs> I think <laughs> about how like. Um, Rebecca, tell your father yes. that we love him. <laughs> <laughs> tell him. Tell Marcus that we're coming over soon. So he's going to make some cocktails and we're sitting in the hot tub. <laughs> but, I'm coming this time. <laughs> yes. Mitchell's never been. But um, the hot tub yet, yeah. Um, so I don't know what I'm saying. I'm just saying that like it's crazy. I think I'm talking about like four thousand different things. Right I know now. it's I'm, hard. It was hard for me to tell my story because right. I'm now when you're talking, I have all these things. I yeah, like, but like I we can't talk we can about, rant. We can't yes. talk about all of that. <laughs> but um, I think just you know going back to I guess like my brother and I, you know I was living at the house when it all happened and I was the first to witness it. I was first to see it all and understand everything. And my brother was, you know, you had to clue him in, in a different state. And I had to include him in and I didn't know like, how much do I tell you? Like, I don't want to hurt you. And like it, I, I feel for him. Like I feel for him so much because that was probably so fucking hard, Yeah, you know, to just be away. And he was like checking in on me and like, we still do and mm-hmm. whatever. But I guess what I'm trying to say is that like, we're in two, we were in two different spots for a while. Yeah, You know, like I think he was still trying to like understand it. Cause he'd come up to visit and it was still very new that like dad lived in an apartment and mom was mm-hmm. at the house and I was so used to it because right. I was in the same state and yeah. well, you, you know, saw it all transcend. Right. Was, I was he there came back. It's right. kind of like, I feel like me in the sense where, you know, my brothers were at home when they were having those discussions. Yeah. So they probably saw more fighting yeah. during that semester I was gone and coming back it was a slap in the face right i i came back thinking everything was fine or i mean i knew colin, colin knew that things were but it's like coming back to visualize how everything's changed is a fucking shock and you yeah. don't know how to process it at all no no <laughs> at all and i think that's where like i felt for him and i think this is where also gracie and i like relate so much is because we were just like the mediators we were just like in the middle because we just like had so much love for each parent and i felt guilty (laughs) taking a side and Mm -hmm. i i couldn't take a side i i just couldn't because Mm -hmm. i saw the faults in both of my parents Mm -hmm. and it takes two it takes two to make a marriage and it takes two to break a marriage you cannot convince me otherwise Mm -hmm. there's always Mm -hmm. always another side to the story that's why i'm very like protective i'm like who i tell about my parents 
and because there is judgment that follows oh, and absolutely. I'm very, very, very protective of my mom mm-hmm. as much as we like bump heads and, you know, but my mom is like my best friend mm-hmm. always has been and probably yeah. always will. And, <laughs> you know, we're t- very, two very different people and, yeah. but I'm very protective mm-hmm. of the whole situation and um, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I guess just holidays are probably still, they're just weird because yep. I think a lot has followed with my parents' divorce, meaning like I don't talk to my mom's fi- family anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like I'm, we, I've completely like basically cut them out. And well, they've said some choice words. Well, and right. And that's a like, whole other thing, but like i i start to think like if my parents were still together like would that be still a thing you know it's so it's just so weird but i look at family now like you can pick your family people say you can't but Mm -hmm. like you fucking can because i have some blood (laughs) relatives out there Mm -hmm. and i like i could care less about them well and they would care less about you right that's where like you know this is a whole nother topic but a lot of like you know queer people i think you know, have parents that have just completely disowned them. It's like, you can choose your family. Right. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, And even like, and it's so hard, like having that toxicity inside your family and like mm -hmm. knowing when to like, let it go. Yeah. You know? No, exactly. I feel like, I mean, this is taking a whole other like spin (laughs) on things, but I don't know. I think, (laughs) I said a whole lot in that like <laughs> 10 minutes, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying, but um, I also <clears throat> want to like touch to you. I, I felt really bad for Will in particular. Um, so Will's my younger brother, everybody um, love him. Super cool dude. But yes, <laughs> he bullied me. <laughs> he was Mitchell's bully. Yeah. Will has to apologize for that. Awkward. Crickets, crickets. Um, no, he, he went through a lot. Um, well, I was gone, you know, my parents were, you know, in the process of one would move out, one would be staying and then the other one would move out and the other one would move back in. And it was like flip flop for the whole year for him. Yeah. I was like living. Yes. I was living with you when that was all happening. Yeah. Carly lived with me for a month and, you know, it was Will's senior of high school and, you know, my mom was living in the Milwaukee area at the time. And, you know, my dad wasn't, he was at the restaurants. And so my mom found out that, you know, he wasn't, you know, going back to the house and Will was the only one there. Mm-hmm. And so he was just in this house all by himself with his family crumbling. And so he really latched on to his girlfriend at the time and she went through kind of a similar situation. And also her mom's in the medical field. She's a phlebotomist and her dad's a chef. So it's like crazy because it's both my parents. That's their career. And so he really latched on to her and he really, really took it hard mentally. And, you know, we talked about it a lot and cried about it a lot with each other. And, um, it's yeah it's weird and just like saying goodbye to that house that was just like another kind of thing that just like tipped us all over it's just like this place that like i moved there when i was three like we built that home from the ground up nobody else lived in it besides us and you know walking into my room and everything being empty it felt like a movie. I sat in the middle of my room and I laid where my bed was and I just bawling. Mm-hmm. And my cousins came with um out there with me to grab the rest of my shit and, you know, like left. And it was just like that last moment I saw the house. It was just like, I don't know when I'm going to see that house again. Yeah. And like, I, yeah, well, I, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I drive, I've dro- driven by it a few times just to kind of like see what it's is now and you know it's there's been updates and changes and it's so weird it's and i think that's why it's like sweet then bitter going back to east troy because it's like mm-hmm. that's not home for me no and it hasn't been home for me since 2014 no right like when we when my dad sold our childhood home like they built that house when i was born and like there's pictures of me like on the construction site and like all yeah that. and then 
um, like my room that I had at my dad's old house had exposed brick and like all of my friends and I wrote memories like all over those walls and seeing all of that get like had to get covered up like yeah my dad had to put in a new wall down there and just like cover everything up and it's just so it is really bittersweet saying goodbye to your childhood home like the place that you grew up Mm -hmm. there was one time we were you with us that one time Mm -hmm. when we were in east troy and we went and drove past my house my or sorry our old house and we turned around in the driveway and the person waiting oh yes (laughs) that was so awkward yeah we like went and drove past my dad's old house and we turned around in the driveway and this person was coming up the road carly's like what if they live here and they fucking did i was i (laughs) was yeah that was so awkward awkward. what are the odds of that i just like want to see what they've done with it i know i just want to see it one last time you know because it's like a montage in your brain Mm -hmm. you just think about all of those sweet memories that you had that created who you are today and it's heartbreaking Mm -hmm. as like you think about those moments i couldn't imagine that into a sad pit of fucking despair because that was, like, it's that's like the last life. it's like the last thing you have yeah to show like yeah like it's like a symbolism thing like i mine's not like that my mom still lives in the house because of her business it's great yeah but just coming from like a different side of things when my dad moved out like it was really hard to go to go to the house yeah absolutely or it you was, can go to his new apartment too like yeah this is his it was more now. so the house because it was weird because like my dad always, wasn't there. Yeah, they've my, always shared that space. Yeah, like I only knew that house as, you know, from that like time period was me, my mom, and my dad. And like mm-hmm. my brother has moved out since he was 18. And so it was just us three. And it was just, it was weird. You know, I'm like, my dad will never come in here again. No. Like no. just those thoughts of like, oh my God, I'll never see my dad like cooking dinner yeah. in the kitchen again. Like I'll never... <laughs> so crying. No, like I, it's it. It was sad. it was a it was really hard. Like that. Now I look at it as my mom's house. Like now it's like fine because yeah. like time has gone on, and now I look at like my dad is in his apartment, mm-hmm. and I love his space and whatever. But yeah, I think just seeing that it's all the moments it really you're slid- not yeah. gonna have. Yeah, it was it was hard, but right. now like, the house the house is still home, you know, like yeah. I still call call it home and you know like Mark's there and like Rebecca's there and it's great. Like mm-hmm. it feels like it's not weird. It's yeah. not like it feels oh my like god, somebody rebuilt. else is in my home. It's yeah. not that at all because I consider, you know, them family now. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just like it's being family over there right being brought into your home where it feels alive again Yeah, because I feel like in those moments your house feels like eerie. It's, yeah, it feels like something's dying, which something is. It, yes, like <laughs> something did die. Something did die. You know, <laughs> do be and dying. It's, it's. I mean, if people haven't gone through it, I mean, I, I, I hope you don't. It's really hard. But if you do, you'll but get through you, it. Yeah, you'll get <laughs> yeah. through it. And you got this queen. <laughs> you, can, you can relate and how hard it is. and But it does get better. I mean, find people that you can really trust, lean on, and That's the biggest be open. Part. Yeah, finding and like, friends. And- don't be afraid to fucking cry. Like, ugly cry your heart out to somebody. And like... Yeah. Or by yourself. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, honestly. I mean, I did that today driving back here. I... I'm surprised I haven't cried in this episode, but I, you know, like Carly said earlier, it doesn't affect me day to day anymore, but there is days where I just feel extremely emotional like today. And I don't know, like just like rehashing out everything. It's when you like, like dive like, into things, yes, right? Like, like this is what I was saying, but like the holidays, you know, like I feel those emotions again when it comes to like Christmas time, yeah. because I know it stresses them out. Like Mm -hmm. I am the one that is like, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Like this is going to be good. We're going to have good days. And, but I still see like my brother's struggle and I still see my mom struggle a little bit. And And then my dad self in that role to fix people. Right. Yes. And my dad, you know, even made a comment to me 
you know, this past holiday about how like do you he's like, do you miss like getting together with like the whole family? Of and I was like, yeah, I do. And he and he's like, yeah, me too. And I don't know, like I, those little moments remind me of like how human we are yeah. and how human like my dad is and how they just have emotions. And mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Right. Like I feel like we're just all on the same team now. We're just all yeah. on the same side, like where things are just what it is. Right. And we can't go back in time and change anything. But like, I don't want to. I don't even want to do that. Right. And, and it's such a weird to, feeling no, because it's thing. like you would you think we would want to. Yes. That you don't want to do it over. But honestly, you guys, I feel like I would do it over again as much of as hard as it was. And every you would do it over again. I mean, for how I am now, like how strong I am and the person I am from everything and all the hardship i know i mean like do it over again like you would do something different no like no like if somebody like in the sense of like if you could go back and if your parents wouldn't get divorced like would you i mean yes that's a great idea but that would never happen and also i have become such a stronger more empathetic person and i like the person i am today you know yeah and i think I don't know where I would be if I didn't have that trauma and not that I want this trauma, but like it's, it really has shaped me and it's taught me a lot of like life lessons um, that I don't think that I would have learned if they didn't go through it. Um, There is one paragraph I'm going to read. It's going to take me two seconds, but um, I've been kind of researching just like, you know, just, conversations online about divorced parents and i found this article it's seven life lessons my parents divorce taught me i'm gonna read the first one um it's off of huffpost.com um by sarah bogdansky i don't know i'm sorry if i butchered your name it's not like she's gonna read it or listen to this but (laughs) um it's just number one change is the only constant i've learned early in my life that change was not uh was inevitable whether we plan for it or not, life is always going to be in a constant state of change. And instead of hiding from it, it should be embraced. Getting comfortable with change and the fact that it is in- inevitable helps prepare our oneself for life's unexpected curveballs, excitement, and tragedy that's impossible to dodge over a lifetime. Yeah. Absolutely. I feel like the whole, you know, I've, the, experience of going through divorces just made me more adaptable yeah well, to, to like cope with things yeah yeah it just teaches you a whole other set of like coping skills and yeah. well it trickles into every part of your life then yeah you know, every other tragic moment every it's just like a trauma shit. response it is you know yeah. you good and bad yeah you know really. i mean there's a lot of cons to like how i've turned out as a person mm-hmm. you know and there's also a lot of pros but we're not going to really go into that because that's <laughs> yeah. like my diary. Oh, so, <laughs> Dear diary. Yeah. Hey, I was a shitty person. It's like in the invisible ink, like my secret crush. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, like those diary books or whatever that you have the invisible ink and it was like the passcode with your voice. Oh, yeah. I had yeah. one of those. I had I had one of those. How did I do that? Dude. I don't even know how I fucking did that. Yeah. We were real. I was, I was a real tech savvy kid. Here's a text. I said, ah. <laughs> journal went, hey, Mitch. And I was like, hey, girls, so you'll never guess what happened in the fifth grade today. Hit in the face with the tether ball. <laughs> That's a true story. I'll tell that later. I was playing four square and I was in the A square for three rounds. <laughs> yeah. I cherry bombed that yes, bitch. Cherry bombs. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. That was when I was a chunky Fuck. fella. <laughs> But anyway, um, all right. I want to hear like your guys' stories though. Like, if you guys come from divorce, you know, families. They're talking about I us. She was talking no, because no. you're looking at me. You're like, I want to hear your guys' no, our stories. Peanut gallery, like, who I'm currently speaking to. Yeah, if you guys want to talk about your divorce trauma, definitely <laughs> yeah. let us know. Obviously, the or DMs advice how to cope. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. Like, 
we're just here. You know, I think we're we're all more alike than we are different. Right. No, 100%. Yeah, I agree. Like, you don't realize how much you have in common with someone until one of you chooses to open up about yeah. something. Yeah, exactly. like, open up. Like, find somebody that can open up. <laughs> open with. up to the pod. We'll yes. post it on the internet for There's, you. This is a 100% <laughs> judgment-free zone unless you're that bitch that was in the parking lot saying, yeah. thank you. No, we Fuck are your you. besties here. <laughs> Be honest. You know, uh, well, obviously, hide your name, but, you know, yeah. we're here for you. Big Bertha. We are your therapists. Yeah, we'll try. <laughs> Have therapy we'll tomorrow. Yeah, so we need therapy ourselves. So maybe don't advertise us as therapists. Speak for yourself. I got a new therapist. Yeah, Carly likes her. I heard. Yeah, she's great. I love that. For I you. see her tomorrow. <gasps> Yay! Love. So, anyways, this is going to get a little too long. Uh, we were going to do some facts, but I think we're going to wait for next week. We'll yeah. do like extra facts next week because. Okay. It's a little long. Yeah. And also yeah. we could do the facts. So guys, we're at 96, you said 96 followers on yeah. Instagram. So tell your friends if we get to 100. We'll read 100 facts. <laughs> yes, right? A whole episode of facts. <laughs> well, anyways, stay tuned next week for Mitch's facts. No printer. All facts, baby. Yeah. This um, has been your mom. <laughs> oh my god i have a sweater that says university of your mom i love that sweater That's my brother awesome. got that for me for christmas okay yeah. anyways thanks again for listening um you can listen to us anywhere that you listen to podcasts um come back next week for some random shit we have to say more juicy uh, <laughs> details about i don't know something <laughs> crazy boy <laughs> oh my god crazy just wants to speak at this point <laughs> crazy like jumped towards the microphone i thought she was gonna like say something she's like come back from her <laughs> i'm fucking dead. um but yeah thanks again for listening stay tuned to girl i don't know i'm it's... you shut up <laughs> sorry sorry <laughs> i'm carly i'm gracie and it's make Mitch, bitch. Oh, you say it wrong every time. I know. My brain doesn't work. Girl, I don't know. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>